You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Tribe Supper. You'll go to Middlesbrough FC podcast live on Facebook and later on our podcast channel. If you are listening through the podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, and leave us a review if you can. I'm joined just by Dom Shaw today. Craig Johns is off on a well-deserved break down uh, in Pontins. I'm not really sure where he where he's actually gone, but he looks like he's having a swell time with the family and well-deserved. Dom, it's been a busy week for you because you've stepped into Craig's shoes. You saw uh, the defeat to QPR yesterday and that's where we'll begin 3-2 and at the end um I mean we'll the we'll total specifics in a moment I'll go through it anyway um Middlesbrough took the lead didn't they um and they also had a man advantage as well for 40 minutes but ended up losing the game and it looked like Warnock was pretty angry at the end as well so just talk us through what your your take on it yeah um Warnock was angry. He was he was angry at uh, Charlie Austin's headbutt on uh, Grant Hall, which I I didn't see at the time. I, in fact, I've, I only saw it for the first time this morning. And um, it is a headbutt. Yeah, he was lucky to stay on the pitch. Um, but um, and, and he mentioned a couple of other decisions. But I, I mean, ultimately, the referee didn't cost Borough the game on on Wednesday night. They, they, they cost themselves the game really, and specifically in the second half. I, I thought the first half was was excellent. Now, you know, I, I, I was told that I was going way over the top with that when I, when I described the first half as excellent. But QPR are a good team and I fully expect QPR to be in the mix this season. They finished last year uh, really impressively and they've, they've carried that momentum into this season. Hammered Hall at the weekend. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I thought they'd come and, and um, Borough, Borough would be chasing really, and, and they'd have to make themselves just difficult to beat and try and, and try and snatch one. But Borough was so was so fast out the blocks, and, and they really didn't let QPR settle for the first 10 15 minutes. Um, got the goal they deserved, Dick Piazu's penalty could have scored before then. Um, and going in, going in at half time, QPR they dominated possession, but that's what you expect of them. You know, it's what you expect of any Mark Warburton team. In truth, you look back to his his Brentford side, and they played similar. Um, but Borough hadn't really been stressed. You, you couldn't see what was coming in the second half, which was a, a complete turnaround. Um, QPR turned the game on its head with a with a quick fire double. Um, Odebajo was sent off, but. To be honest, for, for, for large stages of the second half, Borough looked like the team with 10 men because they were stretched, they were run ragged. The defence and midfield were at sixes and sevens. Um, and, and I think what, what, what made it all the more frustrating was to then equalise, to then get it back to 2-2, to have the initiative, to have the man uh, advantage, to have the fans on the back. And then within whatever it was, a few minutes, you, you're 3-2 down again. And that just sapped the life. It sapped the life out of the team and it sapped the life out of the fans in the stadium. And um, yeah, I, I think QPR in, on the whole probably deserved it in the end. But what what was the reason behind that? Why were they so stretched and why did they allow 
QPR to, to, to dominate despite having you know the, the midfield Housen and McNair lost control in the second half. That didn't work. And and I think you know one one key takeaway was I would fully expect to see Sam Marcy back in the midfield on on Saturday at Derby. They lacked bite, Borough, they lacked that tenacity that Marcy provides. Um but also defensively, they were, they were they were all over the place. And Dyke, Dyke Steele obviously was man marking as as Borough do, um, and then he was getting dragged out, and Borough were getting overrun on the right. Um, Fry and Hall had a rough old time in the second half, um, and you, you go through the goals. I mean, the first goal came through an overload on on QPR's left side. The second one, Joe Lumley won't want to watch back anytime soon, and the third one, Dale Fry steps off and, and allows Chris Willock to pick his spot. Um, and, and they could have scored more QPR. Warnock afterwards described the defending as, as soft and passive, and that'll irk Warnock because when you look at Warnock teams of the past, they're streetwise, aren't they? They're hard to beat. They're, they're not naive. Now, Borough were naive last year, and, and I put that down a lot of the time to inexperience and the fact that um, they had a lot of young lads in, in the team and they were still you know, probably getting the grips with how Warnock wanted to play. I, I think... For that naivety still to be on shore that this first in the early stages of this season, that that that's a concern for Warnock. What positives do you take from last night's game? Well, uh, Isaiah Jones to start with, um, he's had an excellent start to the season, and and he was uh, excellent again, fearless, positive, direct. Um, the the second goal, Borough's second goal was because of everything that's good about Jones. He, he, first of all, he, he put QPR on the back foot with his kind of direct run into the byline, lost the ball, but then immediately, you know, got dusted himself down, dusted himself down, chased back, won the ball twice, laid it off to Crooks and Crooks did the rest. Um, it was only a couple of weeks ago that Warnock was telling us that he's, he'd had plenty of calls from League Two clubs, and I can well imagine League One clubs as well asking about the availability of Jones. And at that stage, um, I, I would imagine that Warnock could have said, come, come back to me in a few weeks. Let me get my let me get my, my squad in shape first and and then I'll see where we're at. Whereas now, if, if those clubs do come back and, and ask about the availability of Jones, you know, there's only going to be one answer. Because even when you consider that Marcus Tavernier is to come back, Duncan Watmore is to come back, Sammy Amiobi is to come in whenever whenever he's fit, um, although I'm not expecting that to be anytime soon. And then and then there's arrivals to come in. Um, we know Warnock wants forwards and wingers, uh, and, he, and he's going to get forwards and wingers. Even with all that to consider, um, Jones has still shown that he could and, and should play a part this season. Um, I thought if Piezu was, was excellent again, particularly in the first half, probably already yesterday, I think, demonstrated Borough's early reliance on Piezu. And when he went off uh, 70 minutes, 71 minutes, it was noticeable. It didn't stick as it did. He, he was exactly what Borough lacked last year. And um, his hunger, I think the thing as well is, Borough fans have completely bought into what Ike Piazza was all about, and he's feeding off that. So they're kind of bouncing off each other. He was excellent, and Crooks as well. Um, he, he's all he's 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 kind of an awkward number ten. He's not your orthodox number ten, um, but he drifts in and out. He's uh, he, 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 as I say, he's awkward. He's 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 clever. He's good on the ball, and he's we know he can score goals. His finish for the second was excellent. I guess the biggest frustration is, and I know it's very early on in the season, but these are the kind of teams Borough will need to be getting the better of, and especially when you have a you know a man advantage as well. If you are going to achieve that 
ultimate goal of getting promoted to the Premier League. Yeah, I think I think regardless of who you're playing in the Championship, if if you have a man advantage for forty minutes and and the scores are level when you have that man advantage, um, you don't want to be losing the game. And and I think that's that's the frustration, even with the way even with the way the second half played out. Borough come off that pitch still feeling like they should have taken something from the game, and I, and I think that that's that's the frustration. Um, I, I, I fully expect QPR to be in the mix this season. I felt that beforehand, and Warnock described them this week as almost like the best of the rest. There's there's the obvious promotion picks: um, West Brom, Fulham. Although my pick was Sheffield United, and that's going well so far. But, but Bournemouth, you know those obvious picks, um, and then there's that cluster of what. Nine, ten teams who will kind of fancy themselves to 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 get in the mix. Warnock thinks QPR are among the, the best of those teams. And Warburton afterwards was asked, you know, is your aim top six? And yeah, he said, yeah, I was 13th my first year, I was ninth, I think it was in the second, two points off seventh. If we're looking to continually progress, then the aim this year has to be the top six. And um they're they're a good side. So beforehand, I, I felt going into the game, it had been a good point for Borough. Um, and that kind of carries the momentum into Derby on Saturday, as it is now for the first time this season. You 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 need to pick yourselves up, really. You mentioned there that you know Warner would have been having a few calls about players and you know telling them to clubs to come back in a few weeks because he's going to be building his squad. Now he's been busy already this window, but there's a few names um, that he's still looking to get in. Three of them. So I'm going to try my best to for our listeners and viewers to pronounce these correctly. Please don't write in if I get them wrong. Um, we have Spora, who is a Slovenian forward, um, and Onujana. Is that close enough, Dom? I'll take your word for it, mate, yeah. <laughs> and then there is a Dutchman as well, Van Bergen. But we'll concentrate on the on the front two who we believe are, are pretty close to coming through the door. Yeah, Spora first. He, he's obviously a sport in Lisbon and, and that... Uh, he had his, his medical in Portugal earlier this week on Tuesday, uh, let's believe, and, and he, he he's uh, expected to arrive on what will initially be a, a season-long loan deal. Um, and he he comes in, he's six foot one, but he's not a kind of orthodox target man striker. He's, he's a versatile forward. He can play, if you're playing a front three, he can play across there. He can he can play as the lone front, uh, as the central front man, but he can also play off the left and right. And, um, Warnock does does need players like that. Borough do need players like that, especially with Watmore and, and Tavernier out. Um, so so there's an excitement about that one. That that uh, Borough is still kind of working on tying up the loose ends of that one. And, and um, even if it's done by the end of the week, which isn't clear, uh, Spora certainly won't won't feature at Derby. But that one's well down the tracks. Um, and Olasanya from from Billericay Town, um, Billericay's manager Kevin Watson, I believe, uh, confirmed at the weekend that that he was heading for Borough. Um, he wanted him to stay. He advised him to stay, um, but said he completely understands why. When a Championship club of Borough's stature come in, he, he can't turn, he can't turn them down. My initial understand, well, my initial kind of feeling when I saw that was he's kind of going to be the latest who, who arrives from, I think he's 23, all of a sudden, I'd have to double check that. But So I know he's not 18, 19, but I thought he'd come in and, and you know, if, if certainly if not play for the under 23s, kind of, you know, be, be signed um, with with maybe the longer term in mind. Um, but but I'm led to believe that, in, you know, in, in actual fact, he is coming in and, and, and the hope is he can, he can be a first team 
play a first team part this season. Now, you know, there's, there has to be an understanding that he's making uh, quite a significant step up. So he's not going to, um, you know, he's going to take time to settle and to adapt. But Borough, there, there, there are numerous examples now, numerous success stories. Isaiah Jones being one of them of players who've 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 stepped up, who Borough have plucked from the from non-league and 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 who've who've done well. And and clearly Warnock and, and the coaching team and the recruitment team have spotted something in him. So so that's an interesting one. Um, and then uh, the, the Dutchman, I don't know that you mentioned him there, Van, Van Bergen uh, from Herenveen. Um, that one isn't as close or, or, as things stand. It doesn't appear to be as close. He He's out of contract at Heronveen at the end of the season, but uh, has, has rejected the offer of a new contract. The expectation in Holland is that he's going to leave before the end of the month. Um, and the expectation is he's, he's going to leave to join Borough. Um, he's he's a winger. He can play on both flanks. Um, and again, that, that, that is an area that, that Borough need to strengthen, particularly with with Amiobi out for, for however long he's going to be out for. I love that, though, the the, the, the Billericay uh, forward coming in. I think that's a great story. It's what football's all about, isn't it? You know, picking someone up from non-league. Not, I mean, 23, so we're still relatively young, but not in terms of really football years, is he? It's not like he's a an 18, 19-year-old coming through. Oh, I, I think that's class. I mean, you, you know, Lewis Wing's story, I'd, I'd never tire of kind of seeing success stories like that. Um, same with Isaiah. I, Isaiah came from uh, Tooting and Mitcham, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I, we had this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? And I should know because I did a feature on him last year. But I spoke to the coaches who brought through Jones and, and Sam Falarin, um, and they were kind of saying how their job is obviously they want to win every week. But equally, if they lose their best players, it's that kind of mix of, of disappointment at losing the best players, but ultimately extreme satisfaction because they're helping these players achieve a dream and I think you know it, it's it uh, it's always refreshing to see that there isn't just one orthodox route into the professional game that if you're not 17 18 19 and you're not tied to an academy that doesn't have to be the end for you um and and you know it, it's kind of a reward for resilience really so uh, yeah I really hope that works out how do we think you came onto the to the radar is this Warnock just <clears throat> someone picked up the phone and said you need to look at this guy was Warnock wandered into Billy Ricky and, and seen him play. How do you think he's? he's I, I don't. I don't. I don't know specifically on this one. Um, but we we know that Warnock has countless contacts in the game. But then we know that Borough are also very well connected in in non-league. As I, as I mentioned with Tooting and Mitchum, that um, when I spoke to their coach last year, he told of how they have a great relationship with Borough. When even if there's been players who've come up and, and trained with Borough and and haven't. Uh, haven't ultimately signed. They've still they've still got a kind of an understanding of how professional clubs work. Um, so you know what it's like. Football's a village, isn't it? So once Borough kind of established this this non-league network, um, word word quickly spreads, and then they get eyes on a player. Um, but 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 I am led to believe he's a player who Warnock has, has watched, Warnock has seen. So whether he's been to watch him recently or whether he's been on his radar for a little while, I'm. I'm not sure, but Warnock talks a lot about, um, and he was—he only talked about this this week about trusting his instinct with signings. Now, I know, especially now, you've, you know, there's so much homework that's got to go in, and, and and kind of assessing the character of a player, and and as well as as well as the qualities on the pitch. But Warnock still takes great stock in 
following his instinct. For example, he had an instinct with Duncan Watmore last last year, and he, only this week he was saying how you know he was being told from from all ends really you know Watmore hasn't been at his best for a few years. Look at his injury record, but his instinct was telling him there's something there to sign him, and I think this might be another example of that. Well, fingers crossed. Great story. Um, they're after a left-sided defender, we believe. Dom, now we've had Jake Bidwell linked, um, but you know he's at Swansea. His deal runs out at the end of the season. Can you tell our listeners and viewers anything about that? And if not, Bidwell, where do you think they'll be, or who who might they be looking at to fill that slot? Yeah, I'd seen some reports, uh, national reports that emerged at the weekend about Bidwell, and I think they were quoting two and a half million pounds, which, um, you know, that that's obviously never going to happen. His contract's up at the end of the year, but aren't going to pay two and a half million quid for a defender who's, who's in the last year of his contract. Uh, but Warnock does like him. He, he said that. He did the classic manager, you know, I don't want to talk about players who are at other clubs, but Jake is a player I like, um, which you see week in, week out. Um but Russell Martin, obviously the new Swansea boss, said this week there's been no contact from Borough. He wants to keep keep Bidwell. We obviously know uh, what's happened with Kieran Brown at Cardiff. He's another who's out of contract. And Borough have offered Mick McCarthy in the brilliant Mick McCarthy way. You know, I can't do his quotes justice. Just go back and read them from last week. But he basically said he 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 doesn't feel the need to do warning as he calls him a, a favour and will only sell if Cardiff get the price that, that they that they judge Brown on. Um so you know, Warnock said this week that Bidwell is one of several they, they want, they need. Um we know it's an area that needs strengthening. When the play obviously Mark Bowler's first choice left back. When if the player flat back four, um God forbid you know Bowler was to pick up an injury, then Lee Peltier is an option. We know he can play across the back line and, and he could slot in a left back in a flat back four. I think what worries Warnock is is he likes to be versatile. He likes the idea of playing wing backs as well. And, and he said it repeatedly that he, but Peltier can't or won't, you know, he doesn't want to play, he doesn't see him as a wing back. He's 34 year old or whatever it is. Um so, so he, he won't be playing as a wing back. So he needs someone who can play that role as well. Kieran Brown's done that. Um, but just on Peltier, I noticed on Wednesday night, it was early in the second half. Um, and, the, you know, whatever he was saying, the advice didn't work because obviously Borough, uh, the second half didn't go to plan. But Warnock talked early in the summer about the need to get experience in and, and players who were going to be big characters behind the scenes. And Peltier was one of them. And as Mark Peltier's substitute had been warming up, and as Mark Bowler came back out for the start of the second half, Peltier got hold of him and, and was clearly kind of giving him advice or brushing him up on something. Um, but he looked to be going into great detail, kind of positioning Bowler and, and, and pointing something out. And I just thought it was it, it was a tiny insight into kind of what you get from these guys. You know, it's the same with Sol Bamba. We know what he offers. Um, and I just, as yeah, I thought it was a tiny insight into the importance of, of having guys like that around, the experience like that around. Oh, 100% experience, uh, very key, especially when trying to get into the Premier League. There's another game obviously coming this weekend, so the fixtures are coming fast and quick. And it's a derby, um, and it's, it's, it's an interesting one because derby seems to be this club just constantly in crisis. They've had more tentative takeovers than um, anyone can really count. You know, uh, they've got issues off the field, uh, financial issues, whatever. There's a, a host of things which many clubs have to deal with just one. They seem to be dealing with everything at once. Um, yeah, and yet they've had a similar start the season as Borough. They've still got some talented players. 
Not really sure what the expectation is down at Derby, but how would the Borough approach this one on Saturday? I think it's a game you want to win. I mean, you only have to look at what's going on at Derby off the pitch. As you said, it's it's chaotic and has been for a while. Um, they had a big they had a big win last night, didn't they? I think that's an important win to get them to get them off the mark. They won at Hull, um, but you know the the, the stretch to the limits. The, they're desperately trying to get anyone they can in through free agents. I think Colin Kazim Richards, who 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 battered Borough last year, there he was the the. Borough went through a stage last season. Can't remember what month it was when Borough played at Derby, but Warnock came into the press room afterwards saying, um, "You know, Kazim Richards is exactly the type of centre forward I want in my team." And 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 it was the third or fourth time he'd said it in a number of weeks. It was clear at that point, you know, exactly what type of striker he was going to be going for in the summer. And and uh, you know, Ike Piers, who does look does look ready made, he looks a great fit there. Um, but. Uh, you know, in terms of Derby's expectation, I think given what's going on off the pitch there and the state of the squad, um, it has to be to survive. And, and I know they had the win in midweek, but um, you know, Borough really need to go there and kick on. You want you want to get a win there. Um, it, it, it's probably the type of game. I know it's always dangerous in the championship, but it's the type of game you you'd look at and think, given everything that's going on, Borough should be winning. Um, Obviously, Ravel Morrison's there, and by all accounts, is, is doing all right. He's uh, he's settled, and I hope it works out for him. Obviously, it didn't work out for Bury; it hasn't worked out at various clubs. But um, yeah, I, you know, there was a great piece on the Athletic last year where it kind of just talked about how misunderstood he was, really. And uh, I do hope it works out. But um, yeah, it, it's a game that Bury need to be winning, especially I think after after the disappointment of Wednesday night. You you want to bounce back. Interesting they've signed Jaggy Alka. I mean, 39, he started against Hull. Um, he's been there throughout the summer. Surely, I mean, I don't want to be ageist. He'll, or anything, been, he'll but... been in Warnock's Sheffield United team, won't Yeah. He? Yeah, with Michael Tong and Michael Brown. and, and oh, There's there so. some names. And obviously, they've yeah. just signed Baldock. He scored um, He scored the winner against Hull on his, on his debut there for Derby. They'll be looking at these players like Jaggy Elk. I mean, will the, will the forwards be relishing that challenge against what is, let's be honest, a very old defender in the game? Yeah, you've, you've got to be, haven't you? You should be. Um, you know, uh, as I say, it was my first glimpse of Vic Piers who in a competitive game on Wednesday night. I watched him at Bishop Auckland in the summer and I, I was hugely impressed with him then. But obviously, you've got to bear in mind that it's, it's Bishop Auckland. You're playing with respect. Um but I, I think he has, him and Jones and probably Crooks as well, have been the real plus points of the start of the season. And um, we know that Borough have talked about, Warwick has talked about the need for spreading the goals out. Well, it's clear that Matt Crooks, you know, Crooks, what, a couple of goals already, he's going to be targeting double figures. Um, and then and then with the injured players to come back and with the signings to come in, I, I do think all at once that um, Borough look like things might be coming together a bit in the forward third. Um, and, and as you say, you, you relish going to a team like Derby and playing a kind of aged and probably disjointed defence, again, with respect. But Rooney's clearly having to use his contact book, isn't he, to kind of pull anyone he can in by by all accounts. Um, but it, it, it's at the other end, really. I think it's that, it's getting that defensive structure right. And it'll be interesting whether Warnock sticks with a four or goes to wing-backs and... If you bring Morsi in, do you bring him in for, for Paddy McNair or Johnny Housen? And then what do you do with McNair? Do you drop him back into the defence? If so, is it a three or does Grant Hall drop out? So 
there are, there are, there are several questions for Warnock. I think his 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 team selection will be will be interesting. And then also, you know, there's the Sol Bamba now. Warnock said repeatedly that um, he, he hasn't signed Bamba, you know, for sentimental reasons. He hasn't signed him because they're friends. He signed him because he was staggered, really, by the level of fitness Bamba showed in pre-season. And he obviously knows what he can offer off the pitch. Um, given that naivety I talked about early on and the fact Borough lack that, that, that streetwise edge that you'd expect of a Warnock team, um, wouldn't surprise me to see, to see Bamba come in at, at some point as well so he does have he's thin in 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 certain areas but he also has has a lot of options in in other areas yeah we're certainly interested to see what team he does pick i assume you're the one going down because craig will still be away on his jollies jollies yeah, so we always talk about enough, given given the um james blunt reference last week i noticed he'd been watching a little mix tribute act this week i thought that's quite a uh that's quite a sea change for a a heavy metal slash James Blunt fan. <laughs> what do you think the score is going to be on Saturday? Uh, I fancy Borough to bounce back. I, going into this week, I thought Borough would get a point last night and win at Derby. Um, now, obviously, it, it ends in disappointment uh, on Wednesday night, but I still think Borough uh, might have a bit a bit too much for Derby, and I think they might win. They, they, they could do with a clean sheet. It's 13 games now without a clean sheet. Um, a stat I read earlier this earlier today. Um that's obviously going back going back to last season. And and it was at the back end of last season when Borough were kind of riddled with individual errors. They were giving away soft and cheap goals. And you hoped that was something that was going to be cut out in the summer. But um, you know, still awaiting the first clean sheet of this season. Um, you know, Blackpool's a bit of an anomaly. Obviously conceded three there, but it was a much changed team. It was a it was a young team. So if you consider the three league games, five goals conceded in in three games, it's it's tightening up, which which is already the priority. When in recent seasons, Borough have looked solid enough, but you're thinking they need that spark. I, I actually think, um, and I know we're still very early stages. Um, I actually think that that it's at the other, it's the other turnaround this this season. Just on that, I, I kind of felt embarrassed asking really, but I, three games in the season, I asked Mark Warburton for his take on the promotion picture uh, last night. But my, my kind of thinking was Warnock had said that you know QPR are the best of the rest in this cluster. Does does Warburton agree? Does he also kind of categorise the promotion favourites and then the rest? And he said that what he looks for in the summer, um, obviously there's the standout promotion picks, the teams that come down, those who might have just missed out, like Bournemouth, who've, who've stayed strong. Um, but he said what he looks for is, is squads that have stayed together. So he, he looked at Millwall and, and fancied them. He, although there's been quite a lot of turnaround of players at Borough, he did say that, you know, still a, 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 a core of Borough players have stayed, so he fancies them. So he, he thinks Borough are going to be in that mix of teams kind of trying to force the way in. But, but as we said, there's probably up to a dozen teams who'll, who'll class themselves as, as being in that cluster. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a close one. But like you said, we're very early on in the season to be making any predictions um, on who's going to get up. But that is the end of this episode of Tripe Supper. If you head over to Gazette Live, you can follow all the work from Dom ahead of Middlesbrough's game against Derby.